Hey friends, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. This is Misty Phillip. I am your host. I am a dreamer and a doer, and I believe that we are all here for a reason and created for purpose. We are here to use our story to give God glory. Something that y'all may not know about me is that I am the founder of Spark Media, and I am so excited to share that we launched our new website this week. We consolidated my podcasting uh, business endeavors into one unified brand to house the Spark Conference, the Spark Summits, the Spark Collective, and now Spark Social. I also launched my consulting program, and I'm already having a blast working with my clients. So um, for the Spark Social, this is a free platform for Christian communicators to, um, if you're a podcaster looking to, you know, interview an author, if you're an author looking to be a guest on a podcast, or you're a speaker and you want to connect with other um, people in the industry, or maybe you're an entrepreneur that serves one of these areas, we would love for you to join us uh, at the Spark Social. So our website is Spark sparkmedia.ventures. There you can find all things Spark. I hope you'll check it out if you're interested in starting a podcast or if you already have a podcast and you are looking to grow it in 2021 by being surrounded by an an incredibly supportive community. We would love to serve y'all. Now on today's show, I invite my sweet friend, Holly Newton. Holly is the founder of Exhale Women and the author of Exhale, 90 Devotions for Letting Go and Living in Unforced Rhythms of Grace. Y'all, I'm actually in the middle of doing this study myself, and it has been so life-giving to me in my quiet times with the Lord. Now, on this episode, Holly and I discuss the need to be and have bold, courageous voices of truth. And we also talk about the importance of rest as we are chasing our dreams and the necessity of hearing and discerning God's voice. But before we jump into my interview with Holly, I want to tell you, if you are weary from all that has happened in 2020 and the rocky start to 2021, and you're anxious about the future and you're looking for some additional encouragement Or if you long to use your gifts and talents that God has given you to make an impact for the kingdom, then you need to be at the Made for Mission virtual summit. You may recall a few weeks ago, my friend Rebecca George, that I interviewed on episode 91, Hearing from God, we talked about her being the founder of the summit. And both myself and Holly Newton are speakers at that event, along with uh, some amazing encouragers and some of my favorites that uh, I think will really encourage you. The Made for Mission virtual summit is February 27th. And if you use code MISTY15, you can get 15% off your ticket. So how cool is that? Now, 
please welcome Holly Newton to the By His Grace podcast. We are going to wrap up our final episode on discerning the voice of God and hearing from God before we begin our new series next month in February on answering the call to follow God as we chase our dreams. Now, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. We appreciate you being here and hope you are encouraged by today's episode. Holly Newton, my friend, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited to have you here with me today. Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited for our conversation, Misty. Yeah, I am too. So I've changed the direction of my podcast a little bit this year. I went from, you know, always interviewing people about struggles to um, going into chasing your dreams. But I, I think that just the struggle is real. And so those still come up um, in my conversations. And, you know, you just recently wrote a book that we're going to talk about in a little bit. But one of the questions that I want to ask you is how, as Christian women, um, can we remain grounded in truth when we um, are in a season of doubt and fear? And then I would tack on to that, like, how do we hear from God when there's so many different voices competing for our attention? So I know that's two questions I threw at you. So let's, let's take the one about doubt and fear, and then we'll go to hearing from God. Okay. Well, how, how I have learned to stay grounded in the midst of doubt and fear is to stay close to the heart of God and his truth and his word. Um, I know that sounds simple, but it's not understated because I've learned whenever I have doubt, And I have fear growing within me that there's something inside of me, inside of my spirit that's not completely aligned. Yeah. Um, And and I have learned to ask the Lord to search my heart and show me what is causing me doubt, what is causing me fear. Because when, when there's doubt and fear in our lives around whether it's our circumstances or whether we just tend to be anxious people about the future, then it means that the word of God, like we're not completely taking him at his word, right? Because he gave us promises throughout his whole word that we can be overcomers, that we can live steady, that he he, he tells us to not be anxious, to not worry. And sometimes I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) That's because he knew that we would be, right? He knew we would be anxious. He knew that we would worry. And so he said, do not be anxious. Do not worry. Right. And he didn't say it without a promise attached to it. That's what I've learned in my life. Even this past week, I have had some fears creep in and a little bit of doubt about some areas and I know where to take it now. (laughs) You know, and I just, I just sit with the Lord and, and ask him to show me. And, you know, I've learned that when I remember what he has done in the past, that he can do it again and that he can do it even more so again and again and again. We have to remember he doesn't run out of strength. He doesn't run out of answers. He doesn't run out of promises. And and really just to sit with him and know that his word is true. Um, uh, You know, sometimes we really want to get that word from the 
podcast or from the blog. And you and I both have a podcast and we speak truth and life and encouragement. And, and I hope, you know, that women get that and, and men get that from our podcasts, but it doesn't replace us sitting with God, like sitting with our right. sovereign Lord and yeah. really learning what it is to trust him and to have faith that he is who he says he is and he will do what he said he will do. Yeah, that's so, so good. Um, what is the biggest change that you've seen happen as a result of resting in God's strength as opposed to your own? Because your book is entitled Rhythms of Unforced Grace, right? Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah. That's yeah. So you so God's probably had you sitting in um some 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 rest and some grace. So absolutely. Well, um, I get more sleep. <laughs> and that sounds funny, but I do get more sleep. You know how when you're in a season, you're trying to figure things out. You know, if you wake up at night, like that's it, because then your mind just starts reeling. But I've learned truly to leave it with him and not saying sometimes I don't wake up at night and start thinking about things. But um, I've walked with the Lord most of my life. I came to know Jesus at an early age, but about 10 to 15 years ago, we, we hit some seasons that uh, my husband and I, that we had never hit before and we weren't prepared for, and we didn't have anyone around us shoring us up or speaking truth. And so it was a season of um, loss, uh, like we'd never known some betrayals and um, yet we were leaders in our church and, you know, we just kept pressing in and pressing on. And it resulted in some crises for a couple of years. But God has redeemed and restored our lives in every area where the enemy has tried to steal, kill, and destroy. And, all, and redeemed us even from some of our own mistakes. Yeah, right? he's so good like that. Um, yeah. So this, this devotional is written from, from real life experience. Because I want to help anyone <laughs> before they go over the edge, you know, with life circumstances, or even if you have, you know, you feel like you're somewhere and you feel like you're too far gone or too broken. It's not true. Like God can redeem right. anything in our lives. And so I realized that before I came into this a pivotal encounter with God after some crises, that I was so living in my own striving and trying to control everything around. And I'm not really a controlling person, but when things got shaky, I just wanted, I just kept pressing down and, and not really facing what was going on around me. And um, that's not the way God intended for us to live. He intended for us to live in his purposes and plans, no matter what comes against us through his rhythms of grace and strength, as he talks about in Matthew 11. Yeah, that's beautiful. So what are your best tips for forming solid habits and rhythms that bring us closer to God? Well, number one, you have to be intentional and you really have to want it. Um, I can give yeah. tips all day long, but unless someone really wants to own it, there's no change. Like you can hear a bunch of great ideas. Yeah. So you really have to want it. So I, I would say be intentional. Um, set aside a time. I'm taking a private community right now through this book and I have 
I have asked them. <laughs> Their activation is if you don't journal, start making an appointment with yourself to journal and be honest with God about how you feel about yourself, um, how you feel about what's going on around you and what, what you'd like to see change. So I would say be intentional. I, I do believe in, in the pen and writing it down. There's a connection that happens between the brain and the pen, not just a notepad or something when you get away from technology. And then third, I think I just make your request known to God. Like, <laughs> and it's funny because I think when you just lay it all out there, like he meets you so personally. And if you don't feel it, don't give up. Keep coming to him. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I agree with you completely about the journaling. I am a huge proponent and, and God does definitely meet us there. And it's also such a great uh, record of his faithfulness when when we've poured out our hearts and he's answered our prayer. And I've got, you know, journals from from, you know, 20, 30 years, and I can just go back and, and look at just God's faithfulness in my life. And that just inspires me to stand strong. Um, why do you think it's important to have rhythms and patterns in our lives? Well, because we're made for rhythms and patterns. God made us for rhythms of rest, rhythms of activation. And if we don't have it, then we're just going to go with whatever takes us and carries us for the day. <laughs> you know, yeah. if, if we don't have those set patterns, I'm not saying so rigid that you can't break away from a pattern, but just like, have you ever heard, you know, if you don't set any goals, you're not going to get anywhere. So that's right. I think you have to have those so that you can function and move forward. Otherwise you're just stuck with whatever the day brings or whatever your emotions are and, and they, they help keep us in line. It's a discipline. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cause the word says to guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life and we can be tossed and turned around by our feelings and our emotions. Absolutely. If we don't guard, guard our heart and keep those in check, that is for sure. Yeah. Um, why do you think rest is important for believers? Well, I think rest is important in your spirit, soul, and body so that you can recharge. Yeah. We have to. We cannot, we are not created by Creator God to go 24. And that that's the opposite of what our culture tells us, right? Because we can have it all, we can do it all, we can be it all, you know, strive for more, <laughs> hustle and work hard. And that's not God's way. God worked, God worked. And then he rested and he did that not because he needed rest because he's God, right? right? He did that as an example for us so that we would see that his ways, um, are that light and easy yoke and burden, right? right? So we do work, but then we also rest. That's right. That's exactly, that's how we were created. And, you know, we run out, like our emotions can only go so far. Our thoughts can only go so far in our, you know, in our physical bodies as well. Yeah. So when things get chaotic in your life, what are some scriptures that you draw on to bring you rest? Oh, goodness. There, there's a lot of them. Um, but Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 is one of them where, where he says, are you tired? Are you weary? Are you burned out on religion? Because sometimes get 
burned out on what we see around us and what we see people have have made this life to be and even our you know Christian platforms but he says come to me you know learn from me and I will show you how to take a real rest that is one of my absolute favorites and then Psalm 138 reminds me all of the time that the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. That's a really great one to go and um, read and reread. And I will say lastly, Psalm 139 is a beautiful one I love to go to because when I feel like there's chaos, if I feel like there's confusion, uh, I know that's not the way God intended, you know, for my mind and spirit to be. And I have to, I go back to the basics that he created me. He knew my days before they were numbered. And I just ask him, what do you want for today? And I ask him to accomplish it, you know, for today, because it's, it's a pretty amazing thought to think that the God of the universe thought of us. He knew us before he made us. He knew what our days would be. And if you sit in that thought for a minute, I don't know, peace comes to my soul every single time. Yeah. And then it just, just you know, the old song, turn your eyes upon Jesus, mm. look full in his glory and grace, and the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And, and that's, that's what I try to do. And yeah. I always get it right. That's what I try to do. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so one of the things that I know that we are both passionate about is walking in our purpose and our calling. And you talked about God knew us before the foundation of the earth, right? And he loves us, but he also called us to do good works and to live in purpose. And um, how has God, like what, um, when I when I opened your book and that was kind of like the first part of your book, what what prompted you to start there? Well, that was the whole basis of writing the devotional was was from from that perspective, from that point. And I I believe a lot of people quit the race, and it's my heart to encourage believers to press on because it's so worth pressing on and pressing in. And so I started there because I wanted to affirm in hearts and minds that you are created, you are here for this time and purpose for God's plans. So let's throw off, you know, like the scripture says, what hinders us, what tends to stop us. And I believe that, you know, suffering tends to stop us, doubts, comparison, and, and, and believers get stuck. And I want to say, no, 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 we need you to be who you are in this time because there's a reason. <laughs> Amen, sister. Yes, and we I all need rise. to suit up, right? right. Yeah, Just, we I, all need to I suit up. People on because I remember how dark it felt to feel like I was done. And that's not how God yes. intended me to live. And he met me there and brought me out of it. And I believe that's part of my mission is to help, especially believers sitting in the church that take in the word and then life gets hard and they quit. And I just want to, I want to pull them out of the ditch and say, come on, get back in this race because we need you. And we need all of us to take our space, especially in this time today, like what we're facing in our nation, what we're facing in our world. We need to be bold, courageous voices for truth. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. And amen to all of that. You know, I think our books were both birthed out of a similar place. You know, I had been through so many struggles and I just, I'd been in church, but I was really defeated because when you just go from one really hard thing after another, um, it's not that your faith wavers. It just, it's, it's weary. Um, yeah. And, and God says, don't grow weary, you know, don't give up. So I'm glad that that's your message because we have to just remain in faith. Um, you mentioned comparison and that's not something we've touched on yet. And I know that that is a joy stealer. Um, how have you handled that in your life? Um, and what would you recommend to somebody who may be struggling with that right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it can also be a destiny stealer. Um, if we keep our eyes on what someone else is doing and we're comparing where we are compared to where they are in their season, there is no way we can fully run our race, fully live our own lives um, in the fullness of what God has for us. So how I've handled that In my life, first of all, I had to recognize that it was there, right? you know, call it out. And it's not a shameful thing, but if any, whoever's listening today, like I would urge you just to take inventory. Is there anyone or anything that you're comparing yourself to, your career to, your family to, your marriage to, your singleness to, and just take your eyes off that and put it back on God and and ask Ask him what he says about that. (laughs) Um, And I think, again, it goes back to really, do you believe he is who he says he is and he can accomplish his plans and purposes through you? Because there's nowhere in the word where he talks about comparing your race to the other, um, that that pleases him or that that's going to get you to the next step. He doesn't talk about that. In fact, he tells us, you know, not to. Yeah, he does say the opposite. He says, like, there's a great cloud of witnesses, you know, and I just see these people like cheering us on saying, go, go, go run your race. Um, I heard a really great example when I was going to, she speaks one year, um, Lauren Gaskell, I don't know if you know who she is, but she, she used this analogy and I thought this is so brilliant because it was right around the time of the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And she said, when Michael Phelps gets in the pool and he's in his lane. He doesn't look to his left or to his right. He just swims really, really hard because if he takes time to stop to look at what the competitors are doing, he won't win the race. And I thought, wow, that is so, so such that great example of running our race of life. And instead, I know you and I are both huge proponents of encouraging one another, um, lifting one another up, even within our um, author speaker circles. I'm sure there may be some people who are competitive in that space, but we've found a community of just people who cheer us on. And even if we have similar messages, it's it's a beautiful thing. I'm sorry, what were you going to say? No, that that's awesome. That's a brilliant example. And yes, and I love the community that we have found that we genuinely can cheer each other on. And there's so much power in that. I think that pleases God. And it also promotes the message 
of, of, of that he wants in this earth, right? He, he wants yeah. us to be encouragers of each other. And I'll tell you a little tip I do whenever, um, and you may do something similar, whenever I'm writing or whenever I'm seeking God for answers or vision, like for the exhale gatherings um, or what, whatever I'm working on at hand, I won't look at social media or check out what everybody else is doing until I have a really clear vision of what God has said. Does that make yes, sense? Absolutely. I'm using resources to sharpen your skills, but I will not go and study every conference or every book to see what they're saying because, because I have a unique voice and I want to use what's inside of, you know, what God has put uniquely in me. Yes. He doesn't need me to be copycat. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. Yeah. And so also too, it helps me to not compare, you know, right. Oh, is this relevant or this or that? I just, I'm like, let me hear my father's voice and then I'll use the tools around me to sharpen. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. So you mentioned the exhale gathering. Yes. Tell um, the audience a little bit more about that if they're not familiar with it. Yes. So, um, Exhale Women is a ministry that got birth in Nashville several years ago, and we are having the first Exhale Gathering, which is um, anybody can come to it, uh, but it'll be the first Texas gathering this year. We're working out the date, um, you know, with all the regulations and things still uncertain. We want to make sure as many can gather in person as possible. So that will be sometime this spring, and we're actually working on the dates today. That is very exciting. I will cover that in prayer for you, my friend, um, because as an event planner myself, I know it's just, there's a lot there um, to be concerned about, but also um, in Hebrews, it tells us not to forsake the assembly of believers, that we are to gather together and exhort one another and encourage one another. So that's so important. So um, let's, let's conclude this episode. Um, Tell everybody about the name of your book again. And I just want you to also explain um, kind of how it's set up because it's not just a non-traditional book that you would read. There's some journaling in it, which I know is important to you. So um, let's just finish off there. Yeah, great. It's called Exhale, 90 Devotions for Letting Go and Living in Unforced Rhythms of Grace. I know it's a long title, (laughs) but it's based on Matthew 11, and it is set up in um, three 30-day components where there's a theme each of those 30 days. And every single day, there's an opportunity and a journal page to um, praise and recall, to ask rest and receive. And I can't remember the other, the other line, but there's an intentional time every single day to sit with the Lord in the devotional and really hear him speak. I love to write. I love to express myself through writing, but unless it comes alive to the reader through scripture and God's voice, you know, it's just going to be another book. Yeah. <laughs> and so I really, I, I really wrote this, which another book is fine, but this is a devotional. If someone really wants to engage and really sit and, and process, if that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. And then every seven days, uh, there's a section called pause and ponder, and it's to take the previous days and, and really just dig deeper with what is God really saying? Yeah. Um, for me, I have to, I have to really think about it and, and to really 
go over it again and again, or else sometimes I miss things. And so this is a practice I have learned that has affected a lot of change for me as um, God shifted what I was doing into this arena of speaking and writing and now podcasting and doing these current things. I have to, to stay close to remembering what he's saying. Yeah. That's so good. So intentional. I love it so much. So Holly, thank you so much for coming on the By His Grace show today. We will put links to all the things in the show notes so people can find you. They can learn more about your gathering and your devotional and all of the amazing things that you do in your podcast. And so I just thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you. It's been such an honor and I love talking to you and just talking about all the God things. Yeah, so good. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there. 